Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. They said it would last from 8 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. But it didn't start till noon, and then it went till 3. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen today. But if you're listening to this, it's from a device that won't be impacted. Yeah, because that's the way I do it. It won't be impacted by any kind of electrical outage. Okay? And if all of a sudden the audio drops off, uh, just hang on for about 10 seconds. And it'll come back. So, that's a programming note for today. Um, I had a lot of stuff forwarded to me yesterday. Um, A lot of it from the friends, the mutual friends I have of Colonel Chris Bronzy who was relieved as the CEO of the 15th Mew. And uh, a lot of people asking, hey man, do you know? have you seen the investigation? How the hell does the Mew commander get, you know, held accountable for something that's two or three echelons below him? Um... Somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get blamed for it. So, and the answer to all that was I I don't have the investigation. I don't know, you know, I don't know what the conclusions of the investigation are. 
uh, but I'll certainly be anxious to see it. Um, the question becomes, you know, what else will the Marine Corps do? So, again, the way this stuff happens is, especially in high visibility things, uh, the investigation concludes. It gets uh, it gets submitted, obviously, all the way to the Commandant of the Marine Corps. And the Commandant and his lawyers will then take a look at it. And they will begin to ask questions. And they will begin to plan the rollout of this thing. Families have to get notified. The Marine Corps will discuss these issues with them. Um, and then the Marine Corps will prepare for the fallout, whether it be in Congress or in the public or whatever. And so very much a, a public relations event uh, as they try to do uh, damage control in a lot of cases over mistakes that got made and why those mistakes got made that led to the death of eight Marines and a sailor. So, so and again, I had somebody ask me an interesting question. Well, you know, so if, if Chris Bronte doesn't actually control this, but he's held responsible, how high up should that go? Shouldn't general officers be held to the same standard? And my response is, well, in theory, yes. In practice, it tends to tends not to work this way, but I don't want to judge anybody because I don't know. I don't know if this is the end of what's going to happen or if this is the, the, the rollout of it. So, uh, so I don't know. But I, I got a bunch of email from mutual friends asking questions and and expressing their um, n- some sadness. Look, I understand the one question, Court Marshal Mack, just like you said. But Chris Bronzy's the best Marine I, uh, officer I know. Or in many cases, the best Marine I know. The um, And then somebody sent me, um, I should probably play you this. In this, in this woke age that we live in, I should probably um, play you something somebody sent me that has the, it's the video, and I, and I should put the link in this. Uh, let me see how long this is. Um, and it was the link to the video. Yeah, it's about five minutes long. And it is the uh, it is the Secretary of Defense talking um, his anti-extremism case. Okay. And again, um, I will maintain for you that much like the Marines United hysteria, you know, and Mike Etor said it, you know, have there always been kooks among us? Absolutely. Okay. But what used to be the measure of a kook was what they did. Because nobody had a Twitter account. None of the kooks did. You know, if every Lance Corporal has a Twitter account, which they do now, do you think you'd see more shit talking and stupidity in those Twitter accounts? You know what the answer to that would be? Absolutely you would. But it used to be your conduct, what you did that mattered. Now what's being measured is, oh, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said this, and so-and-so said this word. And that's the business that, that the DOD has got into. So I want to I wanna, I wanna play this for you. 
And um, and then I want to read a little bit of a we Mike Etor and I had a conversation. <clears throat> if you didn't listen to the the segment from yesterday, by all means do. Mike is is a good guy. He's a fun guy to have on, but he's serious as as a heart attack about um about leadership. And he takes the general officers of, of certainly the Marine Corps and the Department of Defense to task. Uses the phrase for the first time I'd ever heard it. Gonadial dissonance, for lack of balls, right, right, and you know, and and again, the ironic thing is, you know, in every one of their confirmation hearings, they all talk about speaking truth to power. General, do we have your guarantee that you? This is almost verbatim. General, do we have your um, guarantee that you will always speak truth to power? Oh yes, Senator. You know, in my entire career. You know, wah, wah, wah. and then uh, the only thing that is missing from from that little audio is this, and then they then they don't say shit. So, but again, listen to Mike Etor, and this is the road we go down. And there's a, something I've written yesterday. You know, our problem in the military isn't uh, isn't extremism; it's weak generals. What? Yeah. How about the irony in that? So I'll, I'll read you a little bit about that. And and then uh, and then you'll hear the second half of the Mike Etor interview. It starts with a 10-minute kind of overlap from yesterday. Uh, we were talking about uh, where does this all take us? Are we on the path to be able to confront China to guarantee that the rules-based order of the post-World War II world will stay the world order? Or are we on a path to lose the Western Pacific, to pull back to a line that includes Alaska, Guam, and Hawaii, with China dominating the Western Pacific and calling the shots relative to how the world gets run. So we'll go from that to that. So this is the Secretary of Defense's video, and I'll put the link in this uh, if you want to watch the video for this. Uh, I will put this. Uh, I'll put this link in uh, this this hour's post. Hello, everyone. I'm Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense. I want to thank you for participating in this stand down, and I thank your leadership for supporting this important initiative. And let me say right at the outset that there is not a single doubt in my mind that you take seriously your oath to the Constitution and that you serve this country with honor and dignity and character and that you believe in and uphold our core values each and every day. Many of you have deployed in harm's way to defend those values. And some of you are in harm's way at this very moment. And I want you to know that I'm grateful for that. I also want you to know that your fellow citizens are grateful for that. You see, we understand the sacrifices that you and your families are making to defend this nation. And we know a stand down like this can seem like yet another task to undertake, another burden. But the truth of the matter is, we need your help. 
I'm talking, of course, about extremism and extremist ideology. Views and conduct that run counter to everything that we believe in and which can actually tear at the fabric of who we are as an institution. You know, I've seen this before. I've lived through it as a soldier and as a commander. It's not new to our country, and sadly, it's not new to our military. What is new is the speed and the pervasiveness with which extremist ideology can spread today, thanks to social media and the aggressive and organized and emboldened attitude that many of these hate groups and their sympathizers are now applying to their recruitment and to their operations. You know, it concerns me to think that anyone wearing the uniform of a soldier or a sailor, an airman, marine, or a guardian, or coast guardsman would espouse these sorts of beliefs, let alone act on them. But they do. Some of them still do. We've got to be better than that. And not just for ourselves and the sort of work environment that we want to cultivate for each other, but also for the country and the very idea of what the United States represents to the world. And that's the discussion that I want you to have today. I want you to revisit the oath that you took when you joined the military and when you re-enlisted or got promoted. Read those words again. Consider what they really mean. And think about the promise that you made to yourselves and to your teammates and to your fellow citizens. I also want you to share with your leadership your own personal experiences with encountering extremists and extremist ideology in the military, should you have any. And I want your leadership to listen to those stories. And I want them to listen to any ideas that you might have to help us stamp out of the ranks the dangerous conduct that this ideology inspires. And so, I want you to remember also that we've got important things to do, ladies and gentlemen. We have serious commitments around the world, and people depend on us. So we can't afford actions and behavior that are at odds with our values and that undermine good order and discipline, that harm or harass and otherwise violate the oath that we share and the bonds of trust upon which we all rely. Again, thank you for what you and your families do each and every day. Thank you for upholding your oath, and thank you for helping us get smarter about dealing with this very important readiness issue. I'm proud to be on your team. There you have it. That is... Uh... The Secretary of Defense's message that uh, gets played, I guess, at every one of these uh, classes that you go to that teaches you about extremism. You know, he, you know, it's interesting that he starts the, you know, I know that you're all living up to it, but, right, but, you know. So anyway, 
And then uh, ultimately, you have to you have to swear an oath, right? The Navy made up a new oath. I don't, you know, some reaffirm their oath. Um, you haven't seen a whole lot of it, you know, put out in public the the way this stuff is is being gone about. So again, my my own impression is that you know at the end of the day, when when the United States Department of Defense turns to on rooting out in in uh, extremism right you're going to get a, a small the same group of of idiots that do stupid shit in any era of life and we're going to stop and we're going to do this shit right and because it's somebody's political agenda it's somebody's political agenda you know again the people that do this stuff and that have always done this stuff are the dropped on your head at birth crew. All right? They're the idiots among us. And they will always be there and they will always be doing so- something. And again, I hear uh I hear the words of Shelby Steele. Right? Race is only used as a means to power. Okay? And Shelby Steele is right. And so in this case, race is being used as a means to power to further a political agenda. Think about, you know, again, think about Marines United. In an organization of 185,000, less than 100 people involved in the Marine Corps. And I believe less than 20 actually face something other than a non-punitive letter of caution, real discipline. That's the scope of that. That was the scope of that problem at the end of the day. And again, those people are idiots. And when they're brought to, 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 to responsible people's attention, they get dealt with in short order. Yeah. And so... Now I want to I want to go to um, I want to go to uh, this I've seen this woman uh, she's on with Brett Bear um, on Fox News she's a contributor her name is Molly Hemingway headline Pentagon's problem isn't money it's woke ide- woke ideology and weak generals. Quote, I think the problem with the military budget is not the budget, but really what our understanding of the military is or what its purpose is, what the Pentagon should be doing. Hemingway said on Brett Baer's special report Tuesday. The GOP, Hemingway said, often views military defense like it is the 1980s when they had a lot of success in national elections by showing Democrats to be weak on defense and Republicans to be strong. But the newest Republican problem isn't about dollars. The problem is that our military has turned into something that thinks its job is to push social justice instead of defending the country from foreign adversaries. No amount of money will fix that. The new social justice behavior, she went on, 
is a top-to-bottom problem that requires immediate attention. When our capital looks like the green zone in Baghdad, when they're trying to root out conservatives in the military, when they're still in Afghanistan after 20 years, these are major problems, and our generals are kowtowing to this rather than showing leadership. This is not money. This is just a major problem from top to bottom with our entire military. Now, I don't know if Molly Hemingway knows how right she is. Okay? But a lot of other people do. A lot of other people do. So, interesting. uh, Interesting little article today. Now, um... Because I'm uh, I'm pressed a little bit for time, um, the United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official. Um, that's about as much as the news I'm going to do. We'll do the weather, and then you'll hear my guitar. So, good morning to you. <laughs> This is dedicated to uh, to Mike Etor uh, for uh, for being Mike Etor. <laughs> no, let me just tell you, so many people are afraid to. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, I got an email, another email yesterday, and uh, I got it from a friend of mine. And um, let me see if I can find it. Here it is. And he said, hey, great interview with Mike Etor. Can't wait to hear the second part of it. And then he said, and then he said this, not everybody is afraid to, to express their opinion, opinion and has had their balls cut off. And then he forwarded me an article that's going to appear in this month's Marine Corps Gazette. And it's from uh, an artilleryman, a friend of mine, coincidentally. Uh, His name is Colonel Chris Tavuchis. Vooch, as he's known to his friends, uh, was the former commanding officer of the 11th Marine Regiment, which is an artillery regiment in the Marine Corps. He's now the commanding officer of the Marine Artillery Detachment at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which is the home 
of artillery where the army does all their training, blah, blah, blah. He's written an article entitled this, The Case Against Composite Rocket Artillery Battalions, subheadline, Maintaining Core Cannon Capabilities by Colonel Chris Tabuchis. So this is dedicated to Mike Etor and Chris Tabuchis. And as examples of what you're supposed to be when you're a leader. You're not supposed to be a bobblehead. You're not supposed to be protecting your brand. You're not supposed to be protecting your earnings while you're in uniform. You're supposed to, right, speak the truth and speak it in public. And that covers things like we don't have enough fucking people in Iraq. It covers shit like the expansion of the ground war in Afghanistan is a fool's fucking errand. We'll be here forever. Yeah, shit like that. Not big shit, just shit that's important to the, to the nation. Okay? And a whole series of minor things that go on underneath that where people learn how to be bobbleheads. To include this notion that extremism is rampant in the American military. So this is dedicated to two guys who wouldn't say, right, <clears throat> who wouldn't be afraid to say, I have a mouthful of shit if their mouth was full of it. When everybody else is looking at you saying, no, I don't have any shit in my mouth. Yeah, but I can see it kind of leaking out of your nose and out of the side of your mouth. Are you sure? No. Mm-mm. I don't have any shit in my mouth. Yeah. That is the disease of the general officer and the flag officers that populate the American military. That is why we struggled in Iraq. That is why we, we're still in Afghanistan. And so in the last 24 hours, a couple examples of people that don't behave like that. So, not to get too excited too early, this is dedicated to them. betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think. Okay. I'm not even going to do, do, do the weather because I don't have time. I'm afraid the power is going to go off. All right. So without further ado, Mike Etor here on a Wednesday edition of Auburn Radio right here on your home for it, the All Warrior Radio Network. 